It's the most dramatic Bachelor podcast ever. The Christy Cast, Bachelor style. It's another edition of the Christy Cast Bachelor Style Podcast. With me today, another super fan, Courtney. Welcome. And how long have you been watching The Bachelor? Since the very beginning. You know, I'm like totally involved in all of them from like the entire season. I eat, drink, and sleep them. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, who? I don't remember that girl. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Like last season was so weird. I felt like they were like at like Cousin Eddie's Casino in Vegas Vacation. You know? I know. Like, I know. They were coming up with this silliest thing to do like without having to leave it was just really strange with the taxi and stuff oh my gosh with uh with it zach was and Tasha. <laughs> uh, i was waiting for like you know remember like when you were a kid you'd like play carnival in your backyard you'd like make up all these little games and stuff like that's what it felt like to me it was just so strange it was it was definitely bizarre but um but yeah pennsylvania this backdrop they have going on now for for matt james's season is is absolutely beautiful i mean wow gorgeous i wouldn't mind spending a couple weeks there oh i know right me too it's just so so pretty um all right so let's talk about last night's season of the bachelor it starts up where sarah didn't feel well during the rose ceremony she had already gotten a rose but she felt like she was going to faint she did get some you know comforting and one-on-one time with matt do you feel she faked the faint you know and I mean, it did appear to me to be a little dramatic, but with that said, she already had a rose. So, you know, my thought is, what's her end game here? You know, if she hadn't had a rose, I would have said, okay, maybe she's doing it for sympathy. But, you know, part of me feels very empathetic for her and part of me didn't believe it. Yeah, because, I mean, it didn't appear to me that she, you're right, she had the rose. There was really no reason for her to do it just to get the extra one-on-one time, I guess. But to me, it didn't appear like she faked it. Um, I thought she really just didn't feel well. And, and didn't know what was going on. But anyway, she comes back, apologizes to the girls. He did go on with the rose ceremony and kept the other drama in the house was the Victoria versus Marilyn and kept Victoria the queen. So <laughs> Victoria, <laughs> Victoria got to stick around for a little while. And, and she obviously right in that first few minutes of the show last night had daggers for Sarah saying, all right, Marilyn's out. And now Sarah's the next one that has to go. Right. She set her sights on Sarah next. Yes. So they do the group date and there's Ashley I. She always seems to reappear in these things and they do with the podcast like her and Jared. <laughs> Hey, look, you know, her perseverance in trying to get Jared all that time is is really unbelievable. And it she I guess finally wore him down, I guess. <laughs> she wore I guess I guess never say never because they are married now. This is crazy. Yes. So they go on the group date. Nobody knows what's going on. Chris Harrison plans it. Matt was clueless on what was happening. The girls didn't know. They walk into like this little club atmosphere. Ashley's like in the dark reading a crazy part of Chris Harrison's romance novel. And it was a racy part of the book. And, you know, the book is called The Perfect Letter. I was saying on my show today on the air, like, I wonder if Bachelor Nation fans that that didn't know he wrote this romance novel are like, you know, Googling it today and ordering it or, you know, whatever. But right. Amazon sales have I know, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Chris Harrison's book from like four years ago is through the roof. But the whole group date revolves around writing their own steamy scene about Matt and themselves and then reading it in front of the other girls and the audience and and Matt himself and Chris Harrison. So Matt goes first and it was kind of like a teasing scene because he had to do this, too. What did you think about what he said? I thought his was very PG, uh, maybe bordering on PG-13, but... 
Yeah. Definitely PG. Yeah, I was okay with what he said. He was being he was being a little, you know, he was throwing in some double entendres there and where you thought he was gonna say one word and then it would be, you know, a very innocent word. A strange dichotomy to open his season with a prayer and now here we are three weeks later. So it was a little uh, that you know a awkward. That's a very good point. I really wonder what he was thinking with that. Um in just watching the cuts to Chris Harrison, like they're all laughing and they're all embarrassed but Chris Harrison has like his hands over his face you know Matt would just kind of look down and shake his head because it did and of course Victoria's time on stage you give her a microphone I think pretty much everything she said was bleeped out so that's that's the kind of uh right right. it was just a non-stop string of expletives what do you think of Rachel you know I actually think I like Rachel I think I see her going far I think I noticed some chemistry in them I do too Um, that that the producers haven't really shown yet. But I, I have a feeling she's going to go far because I just, I see something there. Well, I think she's just amazingly beautiful. She loved the fact that he started out the whole season with a prayer. Um, She was really moved by it. She got tears in her eyes that first episode over that whole thing. And even last night with this very risque type of group date, you know, she obviously stayed PG, PG-13 with her, her read and her scene as well. But I think he really likes her. And at the after party... You know, he kissed her. He said that he couldn't wait to kiss her anymore. He just kind of went for it. They're cute together in a sweet, uh, romantic way, I think. It's it's very romantic with the two of them. I think that she is um, showing some um, class. You know, she's, like you said, her as a PG-13. I think she went ahead and did it because, you know, it was expected, quote-unquote, of the date. Right. That's a bit sassy. And I like that. So I think we're going to see a lot more from her as the season goes on. I just think that the producers are kind of keeping her under wraps right now because right now we're still in the villain stage. I agree. And actually, I'm going to go ahead and put her in one of my final four positions. She was already put in there before last night. Oh, that's great. I thought that, you know, the class that she shows, and I think she's definitely got a in the top four. Well, I liked their time together. And then, of course, Katie tries to get too. time with him last night uh, during the, the group date. And, you know, it turned into the Sarah show um, at the beginning with the fainting and, and moving on from the rose ceremony and having kind of the girls give her daggers for that. And now, you know, she she was not part of this group date. She shows up. She interrupts Katie's time with Matt um, and caused some drama, obviously. What did you think about her showing up basically to get reassurance? Well, I'm going to play both sides to it. I, in a way, I applaud her for doing it. People have said before, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to find love. And, you know, men have made bold moves before where they show up at the Florette's house in the middle of the night knocking on the door. And I applaud her in that way. But on the other hand, I can see where the girls that were on the group date were coming from. I personally would have done it, too because that's who I am. Look at you go, Courtney. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I like the fact that she tried to go into the room and face all the girls and kind of say, hey, look, you know, this is what happened. This is why I'm here. Although she she didn't reveal a lot of details about why she wanted to talk to him, but she she owned it. Nobody's business. (laughs) Yeah, and she did own it. She did come clean and say, you know, she didn't slither in and slither out. So I, I kind of like that, although, you know, they were all upset with her anyway. Now, when Victoria went outside to talk to, confront Sarah, but I didn't, 
I don't know. I thought it would be more of a confrontation. And I thought Victoria was actually, should I say sweet? She kind of backed down a little bit when Sarah started crying. What did you think about that whole thing? I think that that showed that Victoria isn't as horrible as she wants us to think she is. Mm -hmm. I think it shows that she does have some empathy in her because she did seem to kind of back down a little when she realized Sarah did not have cruel intentions. And I think that Victoria at that point didn't have a gang behind her applauding her. So I think she's also a little bit of cowardly is what I want to say, because she's only strong when she has her gang behind her. So at the end of the group date, he, Matt, chooses to give Rachel, our girl Rachel, the rose. Um, So she is safe for another week. Now, he starts a one-on-one date, or he was supposed to start a one-on-one date with uh, Serena. But Sarah was not there. And when he went to pick up his date, all the other girls were there. She was not. So he was like, all right, I'm going to go check on her. I couldn't believe it, actually how much he was telling her that he wanted her there. She, He doesn't want her to leave. He made it completely crystal clear that, you know, he he really likes her. And it, when he said the point about, like, I will continue to remind you how much our right, one-on-one date. Every day. Every day I will come here to basically give you reassurance. I was like, wow. I mean, he she really is the front runner. It was a little reminiscent of a Claire Dale situation. I mean, I think that given the opportunity, I think that Sarah would have probably probably been in the top two. Um, I think that he truly saw something in her. And I I believe what he said was true. And I do not think he wanted her to leave. So I I truly felt like he, at that point, was not, I don't want to say not caring about the other women, but was truly focused on making Sarah comfortable and making her feel wanted and wanting her to stay. If she had not gone to the group date, kind of crashed the group date to talk to him, and the girls were, you know, getting along with her more, I wonder if she would have stuck it out. It, it's kind of sad that we don't we don't know how that love story would have ended. But, you know, he, he said what he had to say. He thought everything was good. She was going to stay. She thought she was going to stay at that point. He left thinking she was going to stay. In the end, she decides to leave. So, obviously, part Part of this was to be with her father, who's ill, to help take care of him, to spend time with him, to be with her family. What did you think ultimately about her decision to go? Not nicely told her that the rest of her time there was going to be miserable. And I think that she realized, yes, I might have, you know, let's say out of the next 10 weeks, I might have a total of three days time with Matt where it's going to be wonderful. The rest of my time, is these girls are going to make me absolutely miserable. Is it really worth doing this when I may not even end up with Matt anyway? So now with her out of the picture, we both like Rachel for our final four. What about the other three? Do you have uh, uh, any more picks for that final four? Allow me to pull up my spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Katie is on my list. Believe it or not, I, I think she showed a lot of character when she went to speak to um, when she went to speak to her last night, yeah. and when she explained about her father being ill. And I think that it really, the tears in her eyes when she was discussing with Sarah, I think it really showed Katie's empathy and class. And further, if you'll recall, Katie went back to the girls and said, you know, regardless of why she left, we need to keep it classy. I think that Katie is probably in my top four. Um, Abigail, who got the first impression rose. Yes, Abigail's one of mine, too. And then um, I think um, that I am leaving a spot for Serena P. as well. Okay. Because after their date yesterday, I think that they really, at dinner, it really showed me that they also have a connection. So, All right. So I have Rachel. I like Bree. I still think he has a connection with Bree. Abigail is in there. And then my fourth, I still think, um, I always forget her name. Is it Kay- Kayla? 
Why am I going blank on the North Carolina girl? Oh, yeah, Kalea. I really like her, too. I'm right now. I've kind of adjusted my top four a little bit. But right now, that's what I'm going to say. To adjust our top four again, because don't forget the teaser at the end. More women are coming in. New girls coming in. So, you know, next week, this may be a very different conversation on our top four. That's, That's really true. I mean, yeah, this will be interesting. I don't think anybody was expecting that. So, um. And I don't know if you ask yourself as much as I do why you do this to yourself every season but I every time I say why do I do this to myself then here I am doing podcasts they've hooked us in for this many years we're stuck Courtney you are fantastic it is so nice getting to know you and so nice talking with you and um awesome I'm so excited to speak to you Christy I spend my my weekdays listening to you so to actually have you talking to me and calling me oh I'm so So sweet of you to say thank you um but I would love to have you back on so as the season goes on I'll give you another call hopefully once COVID is uh better or we're all vaccinated you can invite me to your watch party at the end of the season (laughs) that would be fantastic I would love it I can't wait to start doing the parties here at the radio station again we we would love to have you I will be there with cells on Christy it was one wonderful talking to you and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. You too, Courtney. Thanks a lot. And you know, you could be on the podcast too. Just give me a call here at the radio station. I'm on Monday through Friday, 10 to 3 at 800-850-0949. Let me know you're a big fan or email me, Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y at mymagic949.com. Thanks for listening.